Turn your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew chapter 15. And as you're turning there, nothing looks good on me anymore, complained a lady looking at herself in the mirror as she tried on a, a brand new dress. The sales clerk looked at her and said, I disagree. That dress says it all for you. That's the problem, the woman replies. I need a dress that keeps its mouth shut. Amen. But I do absolutely want to thank every mom that is here today. And I wish each and every one of you a very, very happy Mother's Day. And it's my prayer that that you and your families are richly blessed on this day that is set aside to honor you. And in our youth, our moms, they have given us, Brother John shared a little words of wisdom from his mother, and our moms just tend to do that, don't they? They, they share words of wisdom with us. A couple examples, if you continue to cross your eyes, they're going to stay that way, right? Isn't that, isn't that what mom told us? She also told us, always wear clean underwear. You never know when you're going to be in an accident, right? Words of wisdom. If your friends jumped off a bridge, would you, right? We've all heard them all. Moms gave us words of wisdom year after year. But I've put a few together, a few words of wisdom that you will never hear your moms share with you. You ready for them? These are words of wisdom you will never hear your mom share with you. Number one, no, it's okay to bring that stray dog home. I'll be glad to walk and feed another one for you, right? Another words of wisdom that you'll never hear from mom, a curfew is just a general time. It's perfectly fine if you're a few hours late, right? Never hear that one from mom. How about this one? Hey, I understand. I used to skip school too. Right? You never hear that one from mom. How about, thank you for leaving all the lights on. It makes our house so bright and cheery. Right? And lastly, could you please turn that music up so that I can enjoy it too? Right? So... These are definitely things that we will absolutely never hear from our mom. So, but here are some truthfully wonderful quotes that were given to moms. A mother understands what a child does not say. Mom is the bank where we deposit all of our hurts and worries. The best medicine in the world is a mother's kiss. Mom is a person who's seen there are only four pieces of pie and five people. She says, I never did care for pie. Mom is the word for God in the eyes of children. The moment a child is born, so is the mother. She never existed before. The woman existed but the mother didn't. The mother is absolutely new. Moms hold their children's hands for a short while, but their hearts forever. 
God wanted to create someone in his image that could be everywhere like him, so he created mom. And lastly, to the world, you are a mother. To our family, you are the world. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Some of our greatest nation's leaders were influenced by their mom more than any other. George Washington, for instance, he said, My mother was the greatest teacher I ever had. Abraham Lincoln, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Teddy Roosevelt, when it's all said, it is the mother and the mother only who is a better citizen than the soldier who fights for his country. Ronald Reagan said, from my mother, I learned the value of prayer. I learned how to dream and I learned to believe that they can all come true. This morning, I want to spend our time in God's word looking at a mother who didn't give up. It's a mother who was desperate, but also a mother who was persistent in coming to Christ with her child's dire need. Let's pick up in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, skip down to verse 21. Matthew 15, verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there, and he departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came, and he urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But Jesus answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and she worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and he said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and he said to her, O woman, of, o woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, as we read through this piece of scripture, I want us to understand that cultural differences and language barriers sometimes get lost in translation. And we see part of this truth here in our, in our text this morning. Contrary to how it reads, Jesus was not trying to, uh, you know, brush off this mom. He wasn't trying to ignore her. But as we dig a little bit deeper, we're going to understand exactly what we're reading a little better. So first thing I want us to see, I want us to consider this helpless mom. This helpless mom. Verse 22, it says that she was a woman of Canaan. Behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him. This means that she was not Jewish. 
She was from Canaan. She was a Canaanite. She was a Gentile. She was from the area of Tyre and Sidon, the Bible tells us. This same passage of scripture in the Gospel of Mark, Mark 7, the Bible tells us a little more details that she is also a Syrophoenician from Tyre and Sidon. That tells us that she was pagan. She was a pagan Gentile. More than likely, that means being a Syrophoenician, that she worshipped many false gods, many pagan idols. And this idolatry absolutely invited satanic and demonic activity into her very home. And what was the result? Well, we read here that her daughter was now demon-possessed. And in the words of, of, of this lady, her own words, this mom, she said that she was severely demon-possessed. Now, I cannot stress enough how much we as parents influence our children. Amen? We have a parental responsibility to raise our children in a loving, nurturing, and godly home. Amen? That is our parental responsibility. If we fail to do that, the Bible warns us of the consequences. You can read it in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. It's also repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9. Both these verses declare that God will visit the iniquity or the sins of the fathers upon the children. You say, preach, but what does that exactly mean? In a nutshell, simply put, our children will suffer consequences because of our sinful choices an ungodly lifestyle. Amen? We have to understand that truth. Our parental influence, godly or ungodly, I want you to hear this, our parental influence, godly or ungodly, will affect our children and how they choose to live. Look, if we... If we choose not to go to church on Sunday mornings, guess what our children are going to choose as they get older? They're going to choose not to go to church on Sunday mornings. If we choose to, to make God insignificant in our life, then guess what's going to happen? God will be insignificant in the life of our children. Parents, moms and dads, we are a tremendous influence upon our children. And as we see in our text this morning, this mom's choices negatively affected her daughter, her child. She is now completely helpless. Her false gods, her pagan gods, uh, they can't cure her daughter's demon possession. Her false religion, it can't comfort her or, or give her the proper guidance that she needs, can it? This mother is absolutely helpless. But as we read here, somehow, word spread to this pagan region about this Jewish man named Jesus. Somehow, word spread about his miracles, about his teaching. It made it all the way to this pagan region. And it's remarkable to me that this woman this mom would somehow know who 
Jesus was. And as soon as he entered Tyre and Sidon, this mom greets Jesus as what? Lord and Son of David. Did you catch that? This mom saw Jesus and greeted him immediately and called him first Lord and then recognized him as son of David. This unclean pagan seems to recognize who Jesus is better than even his disciples did. Amen? Think about that. So she cries out to Jesus. She says, have mercy on me, O Lord Son of David. Now look at Jesus' reaction to that. Verse 23. But he answered her not a word. You ever had that happen to you? You know, you're out in the grocery store or somewhere out in public and you say hi to someone and they act as if they never heard you or even saw you. Right? It's happened to all of us, right? How do we react? What's our immediate response, right? We get offended, we get all puffed up, and then we steam off, right? Ah, didn't like them anyhow. Now look at how his disciples reacted. Jesus answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. They were embarrassed of her. Send her away. She's, you know, she's causing a scene. She keeps following us and calling out to you, Lord. Just send her away. But this mom refused to go. Amen? Next, I want us to see the heart of a mom. Now, on the surface, Jesus' response is kind of perplexing to us, isn't it? You know, we see this desperate mom coming to Christ recognizing who he is, and what does he do? He doesn't even acknowledge her. Says not a word to her. At first, he doesn't say a word, and yet he still refuses to send her away like, the, like his disciples requested of him. It's only after her persistence that he responds to her. Look at verse 24. But Jesus answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. So what is, what is Jesus talking about in this exchange? Twice, Jesus emphasizes to her and to the disciples, everyone around, that his ministry was first and foremost to who? The Jews, right? That's what he's talking about. He said, I was not sent except to the lost house, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. My ministry was to the Jews. Then he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Who are, who, what was the children's bread? Who are the children, first and foremost? That's the Jewish people. The bread was, he was the bread come down from heaven. The gospel. He himself. Jesus came and he offered the kingdom to the Jews, but what did they do? They rejected it. 
Amen? Jesus came unto the Jews, offered the kingdom, but they rejected it. Now he was taking the gospel where? To the Gentiles. Amen? To the unclean dogs. That was the Jewish view of non-Jews, of Gentiles. They were considered dogs. That's the language that Jesus is saying here. Look at her response. Jesus tells her twice, this is my ministry. And what is her response? Verse 25, she came and what did she do? She worshipped him. What does that mean that she worshipped him? That means that she came and she bowed down before him. She was showing him her true faith in him as the true Lord. That's what we see here. Not only his kinship, not only the fact that he is king of kings, but also she was bowing down, acknowledging his almighty power to heal and to overcome the evil that had overcome her daughter. That's what she was showing when she worshipped him. She bowed down before him. Now what we need to understand is that Jesus was not ignoring her. What was he doing then? He was drawing out her faith. He could see inside this mother's heart. He could see her persistent faith and the love that she had for her child. He knew that she would not give up. And in this process, not only was he drawing out her faith, but he was also teaching his disciples a lesson as well. For they often did what? They often lacked faith, didn't they? How many times did Jesus have to use that term, O ye of little faith, to his own disciples? So not only was he drawing out her faith, but he was teaching his own disciples a lesson who lacked in faith. And it's a lesson that still teaches us today. Don't give up. Amen? Keep the faith. If there is a need in your heart, if there is a need in your life, if there is a need in your family, don't give up. This desperate mom, her faith is even more magnified when we dig in and and we look at this exchange that she has with Jesus. Look at verse 26. So Jesus answered her a second time. He said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. What was her response? Yes, Lord. Again, acknowledge him as Lord. Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Children's bread, that was the gospel message to the Jews, the little dogs. That was, uh, again, how the Jews saw the Gentiles. And Jesus continues to test and to draw out her faith in this exchange. But this mom is not deterred. This mom is up to that task. What does she do? She simply accepts 
the lowest place in the house. Do you see that in her answer? She says, yes, Lord, yet even me, even us, as the little dogs, we eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Who was she acknowledging as the master? Jesus himself. She called him Lord. She was calling him master. She accepted that low position, that of the family dog. What was she doing? She was laying down any pride that she might have had. And she places all of her faith and all of her hope in the very one that the Jews rejected. Amen? That's what we see in this exchange, in this incredible mom. She made it clear that she was not trying to to take what belonged to the Jews. She didn't want their position. She wasn't trying to replace them. She was humbling herself. She accepted that position, uh, uh, that of the family dog. She was saying that she believed that Jesus had more than enough authority, that Jesus had more than enough power to go around for all to partake, not just for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She recognized that by the fact that Jesus was not in Israel that day, was he? Where was he? He was in Tyre and Sidon. He went to the Gentiles. She recognized who Jesus was and where he was, and she had faith that he had enough authority and power to go around for all who would receive it. She just wanted a crumb fully believing that that tiny little crumb was powerful enough to defeat that demon that had possessed her child. That's what she was declaring from her heart. And Jesus recognized that faith that she had, and he rewards her faith. Look what he says in verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Jesus answered this helpless but persistent mom's prayers, and he heals her daughter immediately. He sets her free from that demon possession. And that brings us to the last thing I want us to see about this mom. I want us to see the hope of a mom. So what can we learn from this mom? What can we take away about not giving up? How can we apply what we see here this morning? How can we put it into action in our own lives? Well, first thing we we have to acknowledge is that, yes, this mom was physically able to go directly to Christ. Jesus was there in, in, in bodily form. He was there in the flesh. Now, although Jesus may not be here today, he may not be standing here physically with us, he is certainly here with us in spirit nonetheless. Amen? The Bible tells us where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there in the midst. And he is certainly here with us today, without a doubt. 
Here is what we can learn from this mom. Number one, be persistent and committed in your prayer life. When the door was closed in her face, what did she do? She refused to walk away. She came to Jesus, declared that he was Lord, asked for his mercy. He didn't answer her, and the disciples tried to chase her away. But what did she do? She didn't give up. Amen? She wasn't deterred. She refused to give up. She refused to walk away. And instead, continued to knock. Amen? She knew her little girl needed Christ. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Amen? In simple terms, Jesus is saying, Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Keep pressing on and never, ever give up. Don't just pray one or two times for something that's weighing heavy on your heart. Don't just pray one or two times for a need in your life or in the life of your family. Keep praying, be persistent, be committed, and never, ever give up. Amen. Secondly, We are to align our will with God's will. Amen? This is what allowed Jesus to declare to her, let it be to you as you desire. Why? Because Jesus could see into this mom's heart. Jesus was telling her, now that your will is aligned with my will, whatever you want, it shall be. Whatever you ask, you will receive. Her will was now aligned with God's will. What was her desire? What do we see there in verse 22? She told Jesus that her daughter was demon-possessed. And what was Jesus' reply? We read in verse 28 that her daughter was now what? Healed from that very hour. Jesus said, whatever it is on your heart, that's what will come to pass. What was on that mother's heart? One thing. Healing her daughter. And what happened? Her daughter was healed. Her will was aligned with God's will. We need to understand that the purpose of prayer is not to move God our way. The purpose of prayer is to move us, what? God's way. That's what we need to understand is the purpose of prayer. Prayer isn't to bring God over to our side. Prayer is to bring us to God's side. Amen. And that's exactly what we see happened here in this text. 1 John 3.22 And whatever we ask, we receive from him because, we see that if then, Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That verse is telling us if our heart and our will are aligned with God, then guess what? 
whatever we ask, we're going to receive. Plain and simple. That's the condition in this verse. If we want our prayers answered yes, then our heart and our will must be in line with God's. With that being said, moms, what is on your heart today? What is it that you've been praying for? Maybe your son or daughter that's lost. A loved one that's unsaved. Maybe there's a physical need. Maybe there's a a financial need. No matter what it is, pray. Amen. Pray and don't give up. Pray with the faith that can move mountains. Knowing that Jesus can meet every single need. This desperate mom saw that just a crumb from the master's table was enough to meet her daughter's need. We need to recognize the same thing. That Jesus has enough authority and he has enough power to meet. Whatever mountain is in our way, he can move it. Whatever obstacle is there, he is bigger than it. We need to have that faith, the size of a mustard seed to move that mountain. Moms, don't ever give up. Amen.